racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. And all roads lead to Sandown Park this Thursday night for a huge night. The Green Light On podcast to cover it all, starting with the Harrison Dawson for the boys, Sapphire Crown for the girls, four heats at the Sandown Cup, and just such a deep series as well. We're going to catch up with some form experts to get the inside word around who they believe are going to take home the Group 1s. And add to that, let's catch up with trainer from Tasmania, having a crack at the Sandown Cup, Ben England, trainer of uh, Winburn Ruby. So we're going to learn about... The, uh, the star from Tasmania who has a combined winning margin in her last two starts alone of over 30 lengths. So looking forward to finding out a little bit about the story of Winburn Ruby. All that and more. Don't go anywhere on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Run of the week. Well, there could have been 35 runs of the week last week, even though Amron Boy got beat. I thought he was good. Uh, Troop of Tears, outstanding running down Amron Boy. Then you've got uh, Kelsey Bale, who was unlucky. There is just a plethora of big runs. But I've come back to Wow She's Fast, just based on the fact she was able to bounce back to Melbourne, first run back after getting beaten a long way in the sand groper, and just on her home deck, bouncing back to her best. Here she was in Heat 1 of the Sapphire. And away, Wow She's Fast was only fair to begin. Vader Bale, as usual, found the lead. Wow She's Fast is a length and a half away and closes in. Up to third was Pandemic. Behind them was Pepita. Off the speed was Soda Extreme. And then came Modern Kalinda. And last of all was Trending Yale. But going to the front was Wow She's Fast. Takes Koff by four on Vader Bale. Running on was Pepita. And then came Pandemic. But it's Wow She's Fast. Shani, my darling, welcome home. Wow She's Fast by six. Over Pepita and Vader Bale has run for I love the call as well. Shani, my darling, welcome home. It was great to see her back to her brilliant best. Wow, she's fast. And although she's drawn awkwardly in the Sapphire Crown, it's it's hard to completely put a line through her because she does find a way. Form expert. Yes, now time to get down to business, chat with the form expert, none better than Jason Adams from Sandown Park, who's back on the podcast again, Jace. A busy week for you, mate, but you'd be pretty happy, uh, I guess, with the best 32 and how things played out with the Sapphire and Harrison Dawson for this week. Extraordinary fields. Yeah, hello to you, Jim. Great to be back on. Yeah, I mean, it's these sort of nights, isn't it, where we just salivate as greyhound racing fans about what's in front of us. And yeah, I guess on the best 32 element. There's no better example than the Sandown Cup heats where when fields are released, I think outside of zipping Orlando, um, the shortest price favourite in the other three heats was $3.30 and the, the quality throughout each of them is, is quite deep. So it's a, it's a good card of racing, of course, highlighted by the the two group ones, and we got most of the big guns through to the finals, which is exactly what we wanted. Oh, the girls' race, uh, absolutely extraordinary to have those big names. Uh, Kelsey Bale, wow, she's fast. Do you sort of throw baby JC up there now as I think one of the, the genuine superstars of the sport? She's just, when, when they can make the big finals like she can every single time, they, they elevate to that next level. But personally, I'm sort of going down the magic muffin path off the inside. I think she's drawn beautifully. How did you, how did you rate this Thursday night's racing, and who were your best bets for the program? Yeah, it's a good race, isn't it? I mean, with Baby JC, she's not as quick as those other three that you just mentioned, but she's a gun race dog, and she gets to start right more often than not. And one who doesn't get to start right at the moment anyway is Magic Muffin, and I'm down the same path as, as you are. I think she's just as quick as those other ones. The box draw is a massive tick. 
She's obviously missed a kick her past few runs, but she's got to turn that around. But she's got that X factor. She's got the draw, um, and I'm happy to take the punt on her. So I think she can win the Sapphire Crown. From a best bet of the night point of view, I'm, I'm going to go outside of these features and go to the free-for-all. Race 9, number 1, Umberto. It's a good field. Obviously, the last time he was here at 29.30, and from box 1, so it stacks the pace. I think, although it's a super strong field, if he's leading running, what, 29.40 at worst... Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. Lisa and Ian Cockrell well and truly putting the Sandown Cup campaign in the bin with Hector Foley. They've gone right from <laughs> seven to 500, Chase. That's rare. Yeah, it is. That'd be rare as. I mean, what we've seen with a great guy recently, but probably under different sort of circumstances. But, yeah, Hector Foley back over 500. I mean, he's probably one of those types. As we've seen with his races over 600 metres, his mid-race pace is off the charts. So he'll be finishing hard, no two ways about that. And I reckon we might see him back next week in a match race that's advertised over the 600 metres. So we'll hold our breath, but I think all things being equal, he'll be in that. Just sharpening him up, it would seem. A bit of man flu, mate, just as I let you run? Yeah, mate, the sinuses are about as uh, as clogged as a, a greyhound racing feature race calendar. So um, <laughs> trying to get that clear ahead of tomorrow night, mate. The Good weather's not doing much to help me. <laughs> Good on you, Jace. All the best, mate. Cheers, mate. Enjoy. Fall Expert. Not just one form expert, two on this podcast. That's because it's Group 1 racing everywhere at Sandown Park and a man who is sort of Group 1 class, uh, that is Nathan Rooney. He is on the podcast, fresh off tipping, I reckon, eight winners last night at the uh, the Tuesday night meeting on RSN 927. So he's tearing it apart. Rooney, how are you, brother? Hello, James. Good to be on. Yeah, it's been a, a pretty good week on RSN and uh, hopefully we can continue that with the Greenlight On podcast here on Thursday night at Sandia. Hey, mate, no need to be so formal, but um, the, 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 when are you not going well on RSN 927? That's what I want to know. Well, oh, oh, hopefully never. Uh, we just <laughs> we just keep riding the wave and we keep going with it. So, uh, no, it was a good night last night and, uh, yeah, we'll take them. They're, they're few and far between at times, but no, we've been going okay. Have, have you good. noticed that now that you're doing form for a work purpose, like you have to sit down and do the form for your Tuesday, Monday nights when you work at RSN 927, that you have been going better, A, tipping and B, betting, because you are, you know, you sort of set aside that time, I suppose, to, to actually pull the form apart? Um, yeah, somewhat. I, if I do a meeting, I do it properly. Um, I'd rather not have a bet if I haven't done the meeting properly. So um, it kind of just makes me have to sit down and do Monday night and Tuesday night. And, and I've might probably been betting a, a fraction more because I've, uh, I've done the form properly on their meetings. But no, any time you get me on, I've had a, I've had a pretty in-depth look at the form. I, I don't like speaking tongue-in-cheek, but if I, uh, I do something, I'll try to do it properly. Oh, mate, you're, uh, you're ticking all the boxes here, aren't you, on this podcast? <laughs> the, the Greenlight on family are loving what they're hearing. Uh, let's get on to these big races at Sandown, starting with the Harrison Dawson. Who wins that? Um, well, I'm, I'm still licking my wounds after Amron Boy last yeah. week, James. I know you were most probably just as keen as I was with him, and we, we did map him, you know, stalking the speed behind my Neo, and he most probably just uh, he just come undone trying to navigate it himself around that dog up the top corner, and while he was in a little bit of a bumping duel, we, we all know how good Trooper Tears is, and he had all full, full momentum, three wide, and took care of business. But um, the more I looked at this race, the more I kept coming back with Amron Boy. I, I actually think he can cross Fred Rose early, and he's got Kai Bale on his outside, and then he's got Trappeteers, Dundee Smokey, and Troopeteers in boxes four, five, and six who are going to run that mid-track line. If he can cross over to the rail, um, he could nearly lead these. His last few sections, he's run 5.09 and 5.10 at Sandown. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see this dog either hold the front or only have most probably Dundee Smokey in front of him. And um, He's the clear class dog of the race. Um, I'm a little bit gun shy after last week because this race is no doubt slightly harder than, than the heat, but I, I think he's the clear on top pick. And if he got past, you know, my Neo last week, James, he probably runs 29-1 and then we're talking about the dog being 150-160 in the final tonight. So I think he's a good price around that 250 quote. And um, if you can forgive his uh, way of navigating last week, I think he's the winner of the Harrison Dawson. I could not agree anymore. Um, I'm very, very keen on him. And, and you only have to go back three starts ago at Sandown. He went 5-13, Um Last Thursday, he went 5.09 early, so I think he could have easily have gone 29.10 overall, and he wins that by almost five lengths, and, and we, yeah, we're sitting there going, well, he almost can't be beaten. I, I believe only bad luck will beat him, simple as that, Amron Boy. I think he's back in the zone and, and raring to, to take out the Harrison Dawson. Sports bet Sapphire Crown uh, for the girls. Good race. Kelsey Bell, Magic Muffin, Baby JC. Wow, she's fast. The four that everybody is talking about. Is that the four that you like? And... Are you sticking with uh, one that, that I'm pretty keen on? Uh, a lot of punters are getting on the Magic Muffin bandwagon for this Sapphire Crown. I am, actually. I'm, I'm with Magic Muffin. I, I don't want to have a bet in the race because I don't want to be batting, backing against Kelsey or Baby JC or Wow She's Fast because they're just uh, superior animals. But I think on box draw, I think Magic Muffin comes up with all the favours here. Pepita ain't going to bother her early. Let's Win Coin's going to show a bit of speed and most probably be, be a nuisance case for Kelsey Bale. And then Baby JC and, and Wow She's Fast Out Wide might have a bit of trouble crossing. And I, I was pretty taken by Magic Muffin's effort against Baby JC last week. And uh, she didn't hold the front, but she certainly pulled ground off late. She hits the lids, which we know she can. I, I'm not expecting her to run the 494, which she has in the past. But if she can get down and, and just run, you know, 510 off the inside here, that might hold them. And I think she's genuine 500 fit. She maps pretty well here and... Uh, She's the one that I want to be on. The $6 quote that was initially put up has been uh, trimmed up, James. But um, if I had to have a bet and uh, I had to have a tip, it will be Magic Muffin certainly uh, off the draw in this uh, superior final with the three queens of Victorian Greyhound Racing. None of them got uh, got any favours with the box draw, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if Kelsey won or Baby JC or Wow She's Fast because that's the quality of animal they are. But um, on a tipping basis, I want to be on Magic Muffin at the price off the draw. And the Bartolos know how to win a big race as well, especially at Sandown Park. What about the Sandown Cup heats? Uh, they are very, very deep. Four of them, uh, interstate raiders, left, right and centre. Do you, do you have a tip for the Sandown Cup this far out? We'll probably get you on next week as well to break down the final. But right now, who do you think is the, uh, the runner to be? if we're having an all-in play. Okay, there's a runner that I want to back uh, tomorrow night, James, in the first heat. I want to back Couch Surfer. Yeah, I like um, him. I w- yeah, so do I. I reckon he was uh, a really good run off a wide draw first up for Robbie Britton last week, and he just missed the bob trying to chase down Alfie Moon, but had to do a lot of bullocking work from box eight. He comes into box two tomorrow night. He's uh, unbeaten from box one and box two in his career. He's second up for Robbie. He's seen the circuit now, and... I'm kind of against the red Osprey Athena in that race. I think she'll lead up and, and might not be conditioned enough to run out a strong 700 against this quality of dogs. And I think Count Surf is the one to sit on speed and uh, be too strong late. So I, I want to back him. That is for sure. I think as an all-in play market, um, I think that the, the quality stayer that comes over from New South Wales and Zipping Orlando looks the one uh, for the series. Um, I want to be on him at the $4.50 on the all-in quote. I think he'll uh, definitely qualify off an inside draw tomorrow night. 
and uh, I don't think we'll see four dollars fifty in the final. So that would be an all-in play for me. Would be zipping Orlando at the four fifty, but I'm pretty keen on Couch Surfer at the uh, four dollars twenty quote to win tomorrow night in uh, the first heat of the sports bet. Sandown Cup. I tell you what, that gives me confidence because I saw that couch surfer race almost identical and he did trial uh, a week before last week uh, on that uh, rain affected track for memory and, and he went really good as well. So he will be uh, cherry ripe and raring to go. Just as I let you go, mate, uh, Winburn Ruby, I'm not sure if you've had much of a look at this uh, Tasmanian star coming across as one 17 of 29, heat three, the Sandown Cup from box four. And I know generally that the quality of staying racing in particular in Tasmania is probably not very deep, but um, she's been able to win her last two races by a combined winning margin of 32 lengths. So it's fair to say she's the best sort of staying greyhound coming out of Tasmania for, for a fairly long time, I'd say. Yeah, well, I have actually managed to watch her last couple of runs in studio on uh, RSN on a Monday night, and she's absolutely put panels <laughs> on them. She's a very fast animal. Like, you only have to look at what she did over the 500 earlier in her career. There's a couple of 2940 Launceston wins, and uh, she stepped up to 600 pretty quickly, took care of business there, went to 700 and, and, and won by near on 18 lengths first go at the 700 trip at, um, at at Launceston. So she comes to a, a different kettle of fish being sand down um, in Group 1 company, but um, she's certainly got a big motor. And I did uh, mention on RSN during the week she's one uh, greyhound out of the series that I'm, I'm pretty keen to see how well she measures up mm. because she has been ultra-impressive in Tassie. And um, I know it's a different class, but she's running the times on the board and uh, I think she'll measure up. And, um, yeah, I'm interesting to see how she goes as well. It will be intriguing. She did come over for a little stint uh, last year for the, um, was it the launching pad? And she's only beaten seven lengths by where she's fast in a sprint. So looking back, probably not a bad form line. Thanks again, Nath. Uh, you were comprehensive as always. Wonderful, mate. Uh, look forward to talking to you next week and dissecting the old Sandown Cup. Thursday's preview. Really looking forward to this preview. We've heard from the form experts, uh, now I'm going to have a crack and try and find a few winners, starting with race number one, GRV Vic Brett Maiden Series semi-final number one. Um, I thought this was the harder of the two semi-finals in a way. I'm going with Departed from box number eight. I, th- I thought that the heat win was huge. 5.08 early, 29.72. That's the key, just replicating that early speed to charge across and lead. Probably a little bit of a lack of speed in the race. So if uh, Departed can run that 5.0s again, um, should be enough to lead the field from box number eight. Now, race two is my best bet of the night. Now, it's a $12 shot in the form guide, Denison Frisbee. Now, you're going to think I'm nuts tipping a $12 shot in a mate in semi-final as my best bet of the night, but I think he speed maps into this really nicely. Um, was unlucky at Geelong two starts ago in an easier race, then came to Sandown, first go from box seven, ran off the track. But what I like is I think the red flying hot's going to jump quickly and roll straight up the track, have the speed to almost lead, and that is going to create so much space for Denison Frisbee if he just misses the kick enough to slot underneath a flying hot. I think if he goes near the lead in the early part of the race, he's going to be extremely hard to beat Denison Frisbee. So we are playing on a little bit of luck, but at $12, um, I think it's educated luck we're looking for as well. There's obviously a few dangers. Webley Wolf was unlucky first up. Uh, Zulu Blast was was awesome to win on debut. Another of those Orson Allen Cyclone Jabel uh, litter runners. But, yeah, you know, I'm pretty keen on Dennis and Frisbee at, a, at an each-way price to run a big race, race two, number two, just needing that red to begin and roll off to give the space. Now, race three begins the heats of the Sports Bet Sandown Cup. First heat, I'm really keen here on Couch Surfer. We heard from uh, the Rune Dog and... 
He liked Couch Scherfer as well. I think Couch Scherfer and Ariane Bale could be the two because based on sectional run homes, Osprey Athena will not run 7.15. So if that is the case, she is expected to lead from the red and you just want to be finding the greyhound who's claiming her off the back straight. I think it'll be Couch Surfer and I think Ariane Bale will track the move but may give Couch Surfer um, too much of a head start based on that run where they met last Thursday night. On then to heat number two of the Sports Bet Sandown Cup and again, thought it was a tricky race untapped now I spoke to Dustin Drew privately today for other reasons not for the podcast but he told me and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this that he believes she's traveling pretty much as well as she was going into last year's Sandown Cup and we all know uh, how that eventuated so based on that um, I am tempted to to tip her on top Um, she's 12 months on from there she's getting older she's over four years of age so it would be rare to see a greyhound at this age runner you know, running to a Sandown Cup with winning form. But, yeah, if Drewy reckons she's going that well, um, you have to include her. I'm probably going to go with the 7 and the 8 in what looks a pretty hard race. Race 5, Sports Bet, Sandown Cup, heat number 3. And it's a, it's a good race. It's a hard one to sort out. I've, I've got a really soft spot for Winburn Ruby, this Tasmanian. I, I just think she could do something really special if she can bring that Tasmanian form across. Um, what she's been able to do in those last couple of runs, and we're going to hear from Ben England in a moment, but I think she could be the real deal. She's going to be an each-way price, probably not the easiest heat, just the way the speed map works for her, but I think she could end up being a Group 1 class of stayer on the mainland. So we wish Benny well, and we'll find out a little bit more about Winburn and Ruby in just a moment. Race six, I'm going with Zipping Orlando. I think um, on the flip side of Winburn Ruby, I think Zipping Orlando's drawn probably the easiest heat of the Sandown Cup, and he is the informed greyhound. He won the half a million dollar 7.15 last start, won the Association Cup three back in Sydney. So he's, his form up there is elite. Um, we spoke to Minnie Finn, not on the podcast, but on the GRV coverage in the lead up to the Melbourne Cup last year, and I'm certain she said along the lines that he was underdone coming into that series. So we have haven't seen the best of this dog in Melbourne over any distance. Right now, he's fit. Um, he's probably the best stayer north of the border, um, and he's going to be almighty hard to beat in this race. So race six, I'm number two, uh, zipping Orlando. Race seven, Harrison Dawson, 100,000 to the winner. Really, really keen on Amron Boy. Um, I just think he wins this race. I honestly think it's his race to lose. You can never be certain with racing, but... Yeah, look, I, I'm very, very bullish of the chances of Amron Boy. I think he speed maps beautifully, should be able to lead Fred Rose, maybe let a little bit of the pace go early and then just run them down mid-race. So keen, keen, keen on Amron Boy. Race 8, the Sapphire Crown for the girls. I like Magic Muffin. Four superstar greyhounds, I think, in their own right. Baby JC, wow, she's fast. Kelsey Bowlin, and now Magic Muffin, who's on the up. Um, I'm with the youngest of the four in that sense, the most inexperienced, and that is Magic Muffin. I just think draws beautifully. If she was to reproduce her personal best PB, not sure how they beat her, unless something like Kelsey Bale, wow, she's fast. Or uh, Baby JC can't run her down, I don't think. So unless those other two lob right beside her, I think the Muffin is going to take out the Sapphire Crown. Race nine, now this is an interesting race. Um, yeah, Jace was keen on Umberto off box number one. Hector Forley comes into this with that 700-metre fail last time. 
I don't know. Um, I really don't know who's going to win this race. I didn't. I didn't put a mark down because it was such a hard race. I, I probably will follow Hector Forley, but there is that risk that that last run over seven fifteen has flattened him because he just did not finish up at all, uh, finish off at all. So we'll see how he goes. But um, I'm probably going to have a slight lenience for for Hector Forley. Race number ten over the five ninety five, going with two Alpine Butterfly. This is by far the closest she's drawn to the inside and. Even though that's in her last five starts, she's had only the six and the seven in her last five. But even though she doesn't have great stats from the inside, I think up to this distance when she's probably going to be out on speed, uh, she could be better drawn here closer to the inside from box number two. Race 11, um, I'll go with Crackerjack Bull off the inside. He probably hasn't brought his best form to Sandown Park, but... Off the inside, it's going to give him every chance to push through and get into a place. And then race number 12, the lucky last to round out a huge night of Greyhound racing. Uh, Kanji Venice, a really solid run at the Meadows last time. Navarino was awesome two starts ago in the ploughing rain. And then you've got Vader Baylor, who's got the early speed. Wasn't sure which way the race would go, but I'd be surprised if the winner... Uh, doesn't come from that uh, that trio. And, yeah, Vader Bale's probably almost worth just having a place bet on because she is such a reliable beginner. Punters Punting Club. All right, Punters Punting Club time. Chances are you're going to lose. Uh, gamblers help 1-800-858-858 or gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support. I'll just go 25 each way on my roughie. Uh, race two, number two, Denison Frisbee. So that's where I'm going with the punters punting club this time. Inside info. Well, a trainer who's heading across Bass Strait to have a crack at the Sandown Cup and a successful trainer, I must add, as well, is Ben England. He's currently hovering around Melbourne, spending a few days here in the lead-up to the heats of the Sandown Cup, and he has been good enough to join the podcast for a bit of a yarn. Benny from Tassie, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks James, thanks for having me Hey, absolute pleasure to have you on We love when we can expand the podcast And get uh, these interstate raiders Who are having a crack at the uh, the Sandown Cup And races like that Just recently I went to Murray Bridge To have a go at their straight cup And I, I admire people who are willing to have a go at a, at a race like the Sandown Cup And you must be pretty excited uh, Heading into the heats this week Yeah mate, we are Yeah, we're definitely excited Yeah um, uh, Hopefully the, she can uh, put her best foot forward and, and put herself into the race on Thursday night. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in the sport and, and where you're from. Winyard in uh, in Tasmania, to me, doesn't look like a, a really greyhoundy type of setup because you're now nowhere near a racetrack in a way with Devonport closing. You're sort of the northwest of Tasmania. Tell us a little bit about your involvement and, and, and where you live and where you train from. Um, yeah, well, we live in Winyard. Um, there is quite a few dog trainers that do sort of reside around that area. It's quite, you know, quite a popular area for for dog trainers in Tassie. But um, you're right, we haven't got a, we haven't got a track that's close, um, which has been a bit a bit challenging. Um, hopefully that'll change, um, and we're hearing it's going to change by by Christmas 2024. We should have something up and running in Devonport, which would be fantastic. But um, I've been involved for probably I don't know 20 years now. Dad was always involved when he was younger, and um, you know had a bit of a break when. He had a family, and um, when I was a bit older, we decided to buy buy a couple of pups and sort of get up and running again. So, it sort of grew from there, and um, we ended up leasing a couple of um, couple of broodies and, and, and started breeding our own pups, and had a bit of success. And it sort of snowballed onto a fairly big operation there now, which you know takes two of us sort of plenty of hours in the day, and um, um, yeah, we we sort of breed our own and. And, and rare and, and, and 
break our own in and um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun doing it too. I was going to say, a lot of success. You've had fast greyhounds left, right and centre when I went through the uh, the stats of yours, mate. Uh, the name Winburn, at first I thought it came from Winburn, passing a greyhound quickly. And then I've done a little bit of research <laughs> geographically and I've come up with Winyard and Bernie being close together and hence you've got Winburn. Jeez, you're spot on there, mate. We actually, when I was when I was younger, I did live in Bernie, and there was another guy involved in the syndicate at, at that stage, and he was from Wynyard as well. So we just decided to go with Winburn, and it sort of sort of stuck on. Now it's just, you know it's a bit of a brand for us, so we just sort of decided to keep it. And you've had you've had some really good ones um, over the the more recent years. Winburn Cutie, obviously the the mum of Ruby. I think if my stats are correct over here, Winburn yep. Sheehan was a, a very fast dog. And I guess what's the key? Because in Tassie, you just seem to be able to produce fast dog after fast dog, and and also I think you train them very well because you seem to place them in races they can win for their ability. And and, and nearly all of your greyhounds, when I went through the stats, all seem to have a very good strike rate. Yeah, look, I think it sort of starts from day one. You know, it's it's getting you know, the, the fundamentals right, and the rearing first and foremost is um, you know very important. And, and my dad Tommy does a fantastic job of that, and takes great pride in it. And, um, he's got a you know he's got a down pat now, and he's been doing it for a long, long time. And I think that's very, very important. And, and then obviously um, being patient and, and bringing them along, and, and making sure that they're happy and healthy and I've got everything they need, and you know, if, if we, you know, we put a lot of effort into them, and that's that's all we ask from them in return is, is for them to put in a bit of effort when they have to. And you know, we've been we've been lucky enough to, to have a few quick ones, which is good. Combined winning margin of Winburn Ruby suggests she's been giving you a bit of effort of late. Um, I went through her last two starts, and she's won them by over thirty lengths combined. Um, how how good is she? Do you think Winburn Ruby is a stay? I know, I know the depth in in Tasmanian staying racing isn't strong, but when you're smashing them, like literally, if you watch a replay of her, she's the only greyhound on the TV screen. That's how well she's going. How do you how do you think she'll compare over here in Melbourne? Oh, look, it's. It's a different ball game when you get when you get to Melbourne, and, and everyone knows that. Um, um, look, the last two starts, yes, she has, yes, she has, you know, won by big margins, but she's also broke two track records as well. So, mm. um, she took quite a great deal off the six hundred meter track record, and, and um, you know, point three or point four off the seven hundred meter track record at her first go. So, you'd have to say that um, she's not a season stay yet. Um, but um, she has got a lot of ability. Obviously, she won a Launceston Cup as well over the 500. And, um, you know, she's been through a bit. She had a, she had a pretty bad injury a year about 12 months ago where she cracked a central tarsal bone. So we're really lucky to get her back from that. Um, it, it looked there at one stage like she wasn't going to come back to her normal self, but um, she just turned it on one night and away she went. So it was really good to see. And I think we've been very fortunate to, to get her back to this level of racing. Now, I went back through that Launceston Cup form, Benny, and, and, and I reckon this would give you confidence knowing she beat the greyhound she did. Ailey Bale was in that series. There was another of the Delbridge runners uh, for memory who who's just elite over here, and she didn't just beat them. She beat up on them, and that, and that would give you confidence coming to Melbourne knowing that you've got that form on your local deck beating the Victorians. Yeah, and that's all we, we really wanted to do is just, just put her form from Tassie on, on, on a track here and just to see how she measures up. Like I'm not, I'm not sort of saying that she's, you know, she's going to go out and beat everything. But I just want to see her put herself into the race and and, and give herself a chance. Um, you know, if she if she misses the start and gets caught up amongst them, well, it's sort of 
a bit of a fail. But if she can if she can put herself into the race and you know if she if she happens to find the lead and, and gets run down by a good stayer, well, so be it. But um, all we all we wanted to do was just put a put her current form down on uh, on Sandown Park on Thursday night. We wish you well to do so, mate. Heat number three, race five, drawn box number four. What do you make of the draw? And I guess that's the key because she won a Launceston Cup over 500. So as a stay, you'd probably be banking on the fact that she, she is going to be a genuine front-running stayer. Yeah, I think she is. She has got... When she gets it right, she is, she is quite fast early. Um, you know, she can she can go in the 5-0s around Launceston, which is quite good. Um yeah, she needs to really begin, and and I, you know, I've sort of not pigeonholed her as a front running stayer, but I think she'll do her best work from the front. Um, she doesn't want to be given, you know, those good stayers a start because you know she just won't pick it up. So she needs to hit the lids and and, and do a uh, and do a good job for us. You know, so that's that's the main thing. What's the uh, the dream for you, mate, in greyhound racing? You've won effectively now your local cup this year with uh, with this greyhound uh, winning the Launceston Cup. Is is I guess the the dream to broaden the horizons and and try and take on some of the the interstate cups. I know you've had a crack at Brisbane and a, and a few other races in in years gone by. Is that the the dream to win uh, a group race over on the mainland like a Melbourne Cup or something like that? Oh, for sure, mate. Who wouldn't who wouldn't want to win a Melbourne Cup? You know, it's We've been lucky to win a few group races. We haven't we haven't won a group one yet, so the group one's on top of the list, mate. Um, doesn't matter which one it is, really. I'll I'll take any of them. But um, yeah, no, we're just you know we're lucky that we've we've got a dog that we think is good enough to bring over here and, and try and mix it up with them and see how she goes. But um, yeah, our our goal is to to have you know um, to have city class dogs sort of coming through, which we can we can either send to Melbourne or. Or bring over, or doesn't really matter. But um, um, yeah, the goal is to to have one of those top dogs in the kennel all the time, which is pretty hard to do. Hundred percent. I, I love a bloke who's willing to have a crack and have a throw at the stumps, and that's exactly what you're doing with this superstar. And as the the watchdog says in the form guide, it says all star Tasmanian major player with a clear run. We hope the watchdog's right. I hope they're right because I I'd love to see you make the final, mate, and give the uh, the Sandown Cup one hell of a shake next week. It's been great to to have you on the podcast, get to know you, and by the sounds of it, we might get to know you a bit more over the next few years here in Melbourne town. So good luck with everything. Thanks very much, mate. I hope you're right. And that is all for this podcast. It was a deep one. I enjoyed it. Don't forget, speaking of deep, deep dive out with Paul Westervelt. Numbers have already been huge in regards to the listeners around that one. So great insight. And I've actually had a fair few people message and say uh, how much they, they enjoy learning about Paul Westervelt and the success he's had. So make sure you, uh, you search that one, the deep dive with Paul Westervelt. Until next time, partners, good luck with a huge night at Sandown Park. Can't wait to see how it unravels. Until next time, safe travelling and happy punting.